sisters, we know you enjoyed this episode with Christy Anubile, and honestly, we've never done anything like it. Studying the Bible live together on air, and we are Bible students just like you. Our dear sister, Christy Anubile, gave the Philippians 2 passage that we study even deeper thought after our recording and came up with some solid study notes for you all to follow along with. And so we want you to go and check them out. You can find them in our link tree on IG or on Facebook. So keep an eye out for that link. We, listen, we're growing in our understanding as we study God's word. Sometimes we're right on point. Sometimes we need to check our work and be refined in the process. But we live, we learn, and we hope you are willing to learn along with us. Until next time, peace. What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashika Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross. And we're your hosts. This is season four. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiva? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's Let's go. to the Urban Christian Woman podcast, and we are in the second installment of our conversation with Sister Christy Anya Buile. Hey, Christy, welcome back. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. Always enjoy. Yes, and we are discussing her new book that is just a gift and a treasure to the body of Christ, literarily. Um, and so um, today we're going to really be talking about... Um, how the genres enhance Bible study Mm. in your local context, as well as um, going through a particular literary, yeah, we're going to workshop it virtually. I mean, audioly or whatever it is, audibly uh, through the podcast today. So Sister Christy, you talked about in your book, the Bible um, being a feast. And mm-hmm. I would love to know how so in relation to these literary genres, how is it a feast? Yeah, uh, man, so many ways. But one way I think in terms of genre, the Bible is a feast is because we're seeing God's plan of mm-hmm. redemption unfold. Mm-hmm. And even if you're rooting yourself in a particular genre, Mm -hmm. part of that feast is understanding how that genre works Mm -hmm. and understanding um, how we get meaning from it and how we apply it to our lives. And I think it's way easier to feast on scripture when you don't have so much friction, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you can just jump in the word, like I know sometimes you read and God. I really don't know exactly what I just read. You're like, Lord, I'm just going to trust that you gave me a word and I'm going to get it at some point. But I've had those times you read something, you're like, what? I don't even know how to get into this, right? Yeah. Um, And so I think the feast is being able to understand literarily how the genre works so that I can just enter easily into my Bible reading time and fellowship with the Lord without the friction of, I I don't understand how to get it. I don't understand how to approach it. I don't understand why they got all these long, 
run on sentences. And, right. And, you know. and you, feel, you have that, like, I, I mean, I've had this before, this like disoriented feeling of like, what am I supposed to get from this? And, mm-hmm. and then this uncertainty of like, am yeah. I getting something right or am I way yeah. off? And that uncertainty. Yeah. When I was reading your book, Sister Christy, it, the, the uh, image that came to me is, and many of us have moved, relocated before. Mm-hmm. When my husband and I relocated to St. Louis, we were so disoriented. It's like, mm-hmm. where's the grocery store? Where are my friends? Where's mm-hmm. my church? Like, mm-hmm. how do I get here? Where's the good food? Like, mm-hmm. and just that disorienting. And I, and for a long time, we couldn't really enjoy it. Like, we didn't love being mm-hmm. there and living mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, but then once, once we learned sort of like, okay, I can go down the street to Aldi or, you know yeah. what I'm saying? My church is right around the corner. I got a friend here. This yeah. is where the, the park where my kids love to play. Mm-hmm. You feel yes. more at home and more comfortable and you begin to enjoy it. Like, and we love yeah. that city. And exactly. that's what it made me think of, of like, once we get oriented with, okay, this is what we're working with and this yes. is a genre and this is how it works. Yeah, You find yourself more at home and oriented and you're like, okay. And yeah. oriented to the story it. of scripture yeah. as well, I think, to I mean, understanding it, God's story. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And you think about, I love to cook, y'all. Come and, on. Hey, you, this thing, we're going to be doing that for eternity. So we <laughs> practicing oh, that. Right. Start now. We're going to start meals, now. Some well-balanced meals is all right. But when you think about like that feast, and, mm-hmm. or you go to a nice dinner party, right? There are, mm-hmm. you know, you have your appetizer, you have your main dish, you have, mm-hmm. you have various dishes and ingredients mm-hmm. that are all kind of helping you to have a well-balanced diet. Right. You know, and there are even things now, they're called uh, palate cleansers. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And I think the Bible is like that, you know, that we, we're, we're giving the Bible with various genres and various um, authors and yeah. um, various techniques. And they're all helping us to have just a well balanced yeah. scriptural biblical diet yeah um so that we can enjoy um, yeah. God word. Yeah. yeah 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 that is so good and so for some of us and we talked about this a little bit in the last episode so we won't you know repeat it too much but um we some of us have maybe not had like that background or sort of grammar you know grammar school or even even greater than that like we were either disconnected from it or didn't enjoy it. And so for you, like what has been some of the biggest challenges with the women uh, that you've discipled or women you've engaged with, engaging with Bible study literarily? Mm-hmm. Like what has what have some of those things been for you? Yeah, I think for me, and again, this is part of the my burden for writing literarily is that as a Bible teacher, you know, and the context that I'm in, I don't think it's unlike you know, a lot of people where you're trying to minister to people, especially in this day and age, we're just in a day and age where people just don't have a lot of Bible literacy. Right. And so um, we're, we're trying to minister in a context where, uh, yeah, just people just don't have that background knowledge. Mm-hmm. So one of the problems that I found is that a lot of material um, out there for Bible students kind of assume a base of knowledge from the student mm-hmm. that we might not have. Mm-hmm. And so one, again, the burden for literarily is to kind of give that, provide that foundation, mm-hmm. provide that base of knowledge that yeah. we can build upon um, yeah. to grow in our Bible reading, Bible study skills. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think it does, uh, 
when you wrote it, it does a great job of doing that, not just from the context of exposing us to the genres, but I think that you extract um, much of some of the grammar, uh, the remembrances of grammar that we experienced mm-hmm. in school as well. And so mm-hmm. I think it does and a great job And even if you that. slept through it, which some people did, you know yes. what I'm saying? Just well, because they didn't give us all the definitions. Yeah. And you, and, did, and, yeah. so and you talked about this in the previous podcast that, you know, that oftentimes we think that it's pointless. So that's why we overlooked yeah. it and we didn't right. prioritize it. And right. so I think that's, that's so profitable. And for a lot of us, it wasn't like Toshiba, you and I have talked about how it's not, it, it maybe wasn't at the time in school attached to something we were passionate about, right? right like, right, I'm right. not really that passionate about Charles Dickens. Sorry. Right. You yes. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it, then when you attach it to God's word mm-hmm. yeah. and when your spirit is renewed as a child of God that you want to yeah. know God. You want to know God. You're and hungry. all of a sudden, these yeah. tools are attached to something that you're passionate yeah. about and it unlocks yeah. a, like you said, Sister Christy, a communion with yeah. God. So. Yes. And it helps us to be better Bereans, right? It helps mm-hmm. us to to be able to test what we're we're hearing, um, okay, so yes, <laughs> um, to see if it really is in alignment with the Word of God. You know, right. watching Same. television or hearing a preacher, okay. and they're saying something, and you kind of like get a little check in your spirit, like I don't know about that. And mm-hmm. then you know, now you have right. tools in your head. You're like, okay, wait a minute, like, right. let me follow his logic, or let me, you know, Mm -hmm. think about this story in the context of a plot, or let me view Mm -hmm. this in the context of, um, you know, the wisdom, you know, literature that it is, or whatever the case to be. You have a lens now for where to place it, how to think about it, Um, and you don't get like jacked up theology because somebody is telling you, you know, to go slay your giants, right? I'm not saying that we shouldn't be like bold in our faith or, right. say any, what you or need anything to say. like that. That's I'm it. just saying that when we understand story, then we know who, who we are in the story. Mm-hmm. Am I really David? the giant slayer mm-hmm. or am I the ordinary Israelites hiding behind the mountains Come on. You know, too scared to go up and hoping that this little guy out here is going to do something to, to save us. Right. Come on. Come and on. so that little guy we know is really just, um, um, he's our, he's our Christ figure. He's, yes, he's the greater King. He's pointing mm-hmm. us to the real conqueror, mm-hmm. the one who, and conquer evil and the giants. Like, I don't have to be a giant slayer because I have a king uh, who is a giant slayer. So I can rest and trust in him. I can hide behind him. You know, that's it. Behind the cross. Amen. Yes. And I know not only that, but he's already defeated. That's um, it. The world, the flesh, and the the devil. Like, they Mm -hmm. have no bearing um, they don't have to have any bearing on us as Christians because Christ has conquered sin and death in the grave. And will he conquer giants? Of course. Mm-hmm. Of, he course. Will. of course he can. So yeah, so I think it's yeah. awful, helpful with that so mm. that we know like how to place ourselves within the context of what we read. Yeah, so that is exactly what we're about to do, Sister Christy. So ladies, open your Bibles. Y'all know we be talking about that. Open your Bible to Philippians chapter 2. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving 
even a one sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. Sister Christy, we are going to approach the letter to the Philippians. How should we approach this book if we're going to be approaching it? Okay, well, I'm going to say the obvious, um, but approach it prayerfully, first of all. Amen. Um, So, yeah, I know I'm not alone, and we have those times where we're like, I got 15 minutes. Open your Bible, boop, 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 Mm -hmm. and then ain't no prayer. (laughs) That's right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have already prayed before we started this pod, this um, podcast, so mm-hmm. we're going to trust that prayer to this time as well. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And ask the Lord to That's bless right. it. But mm-hmm. so, yeah, I would definitely say open it, uh, start it prayerfully. So, if you're going to study, and we're not going to do a study of Philippians in this time, I'm just going to give you pointers and tips and tools. Right. For how to right. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing I think to know and understand about the Book of Philippians is that it's a letter. Mm-hmm. We call them epistles because that word epistles means letter. It's a letter. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so we want to understand it in that framework that it's a letter and mm-hmm. it's written to the church in Philippi. That's mm-hmm. the location. So, um, so before I get into more details about letter, another kind of, you know, background thing to think about when you're studying epistles is you also want to take into account the context of the letter mm-hmm. and so and, and when i say context i mean you know who wrote the letter where was it written from who was it written to mm-hmm. and even like what was happening at mm-hmm. the time what was going on in the history and culture of the people at that time and so can you give us a little hint of like where would a bible studier find some of those answers yeah. Yes, I can. Um, in epistles, it's awesome because you can just flip back to the book of Acts. And there's lots of historical mm. cultural context for the epistles that are found in the book of Acts. Yes. So, I would, so I would start there and mm-hmm. maybe look back in Acts when the church in Philippi was first established and those kinds of things. So I would start there and then I would look within the letter itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you... so. How do I do that? So let's say I don't have any context and I don't know where to go. Okay, you've gone to Acts. You've taken some notes. You know kind of how the church got started, what was happening at the time, mm-hmm. a little bit. And now I have the book and I'm like, I still I like, but Paul wrote it. But like, what you know, what was happening with him? Mm-hmm. Well, now we have to read the whole book. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the other cool thing about epistles is that they're really short so you can yeah for like romans uh, you know Mm -hmm. but most of them you can read in just a few minutes time yeah yeah very doable Mm -hmm. so i would read the whole book of philippians just to get a general overview of what Mm -hmm. it's about that's also context Mm -hmm. Um, and so you're getting the context of the whole book and then as you're reading the book you're going to come across context that will help you understand the book of the as a whole mm-hmm. so even in philippians mm-hmm. um, 
Paul says really early on, like in mm-hmm. verse 12 of chapter 1, mm-hmm. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. Christ. Now mm-hmm. that's important context. Mm-hmm. Paul is telling us that what has happened to him is yeah. that he has been imprisoned for his faith. Mm-hmm. And so this particular epistle is called a prison epistle because it was written by the apostle Paul while he was in prison. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see as the book unfolds him just beautifully talking about things like living for Christ in the midst yes. of difficult circumstances yes. like imprisonment yes. and how everything else was lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that of knowing Christ and mm-hmm. being by him and living for him. Right. And so we get all of these kind of exhortations and encouragement right. yeah. to this brother from that position in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's another kind of general thing. To, yeah. And uh, so then when we come to a letter, when we come to an epistles, you talk in your book about like some of the basic parts that are included yes. in every general letter. Yeah. Can you walk us through those? And then, um, yeah. And then, so after we walk through those, we can zoom in and practice some of these tools. Like you, yeah. you give us mm-hmm. hopefully, super helpfully at the end mm-hmm. of the epistles chapter, some questions to walk through. And we can do that with part of Philippines too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Okay, so now we're in the nuts and bolts. So it's a letter. Mm-hmm. And just like letters that we used to get back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not too many people write letters anymore. But you know that a letter has a beginning, mm-hmm. and it has a body, and it mm-hmm. has a conclusion, right? right? There's an introduction, there's a body, there's a conclusion. Um, so same, that's the same thing that we get in the book of Philippians. So mm-hmm. Beginning is the greeting. You may have a heading in your Bible that says that, but mm-hmm. we also know it because he says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, etc. He's already given the introduction mm-hmm. there. All right. And then the body of the letter is pretty much everything else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Until you get to the very end. And mm-hmm. generally, there's some sort of conclusion. Mm-hmm. Some of the epistles end a little bit more abruptly than others. But mm-hmm. in general, they they have some sort mm-hmm. of... Uh, mm-hmm. Final greetings mm-hmm. or things mm-hmm. like that. In right. a particular book, you can see it in chapter 4 at yeah. the very end where he's um, says, greet, greet every saint in Christ Jesus, etc. Yeah. So he's kind of concluding the letter. Yeah. Uh, you see it in lots of other letters. You know, right. greet this person, greet that person, you mm-hmm. know, receive this one, receive that one. Um, mm-hmm. Usually that's kind of in the concluding chapters. Mm-hmm. So now let's break that down even a little further about like how we look at the individual parts. Mm-hmm. So now we have the body of the letter. We, we know who wrote the book. We know who it was written to. Mm-hmm. Um, We sometimes get those words of thanksgiving that we see in the beginning. And the body of the letter is really kind of like the beginning of his argument. Yeah. So anyone who writes a letter, you generally write a letter to make a point, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so you see in the opening where he... um, in the opening where he says, and most of the brothers having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Mm-hmm. He talks about how different people 
preach for different right, things. Right, right. And, and he says, look, as long as they proclaim Christ, you know, that, that's what we're, that's right. what we're, that's we're what at. we're here for. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. And so um, you start to see that he, he's beginning to open this letter up in an um, appeal. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of, another thing that you'll see a lot in the body of epistles is you'll see a lot of statements that are statements of fact or truth mm-hmm. that we call indicatives. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see these statements of command, therefore do, and mm-hmm. those, we call those imperatives, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. oftentimes in the epistles, the early part of the epistles will include mm-hmm. a lot of indicatives, a lot of statements of fact. Yeah. The latter part of the epistles, oftentimes um, right. all of the writer will start to give exhortations, commands, yeah. mm-hmm. so therefore do. And mm-hmm. uh, so... Uh, when you start to get into the um, the body of the letter, just about um, all of the epistles will contain an argument. I'm calling it an argument. And what I mean is they're writing to make a point. Make a mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To follow the logic of that argument. When mm-hmm. I say argument, I don't mean like having an argument. Right, right. It. Right, right. I just mean making a point. To make a, 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 to convince your audience. Yeah, a convincing statement. A convincing statement. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so um, the way that you want to think about the argument and how the author is making it Mm -hmm. is I think about it in kind of uh, logic terms. So if you were in a, um, you know, if you were studying law or even if you're studying um, debate or something Mm -hmm, like that, mm -hmm. oftentimes you want to, and I talk about, I break it down in a lot, you know, more detail. Right, right. But the elements that you want to keep in mind is that you're making a claim. So Mm -hmm. something that the author is trying to prove or convince you of, Mm -hmm. and that's called a claim. Then Mm -hmm. you'll see like a warrant. Well, what's what's, what's the warrant that they give? What is informing the author's thinking about yeah, it. like what's the basis of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that? Uh-huh. Right. yeah. And then you want to provide, you want to see the proof. So oftentimes they'll give examples or evidence mm-hmm. to convince the audience of the point that he's trying to make, the mm-hmm. claim he's trying to make. And then sometimes they'll throw in objections. Well, some might think this, and some might think that. And what if mm-hmm. that? Yeah, yeah. Um, then those are called objections, potential points of objections that the reader might have. And then sometimes they answer them and sometimes they don't. You'll see some yeah. Romans yeah. is full of it. Oh, so yeah. A lot of rhetorical statements and he's like, well, you know, well, yeah. why don't I keep on sinning so that grace can abound even more? Right, right. Absolutely not. So yeah. he's anticipating the objection that the argument that the reader will have and then mm-hmm. he's responding to that objection. Mm-hmm. And then they'll usually have a summary or a conclusion or applications to mm-hmm. lead them based on that, what he's trying to prove. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll give, I don't know if y'all want to do an example, but we can just, yeah, like we would love to do just one quick example. So let's zero in on Philippians 2, 12 through 18. That's exactly what I was looking at. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's exactly where we're going. Let me give a word of just caution. Just caution. On the fly, like in five minutes or however long we have. So right. give the sister's grace, okay? <laughs> Y'all yes. might come up with something different. And this is just, totally this is like, this is like the sampler uh, platter. Okay? Yes. Just, yes. Just a sampler it's to, it's to, yeah. it's, it's to just soften the palate mm-hmm. so you exactly. can go get some more. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of, 
So with, with the appetite a little with bit. With the appetite, that's it. Okay, so 12 to what? Uh, 12 to 18. Okay. So, so You want me to read it real quick? Yeah, yeah, please. Mm-hmm. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or questioning that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life so that in the day of Christ, I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. Thank you. So um, uh, we'll weave in a couple other things. So he, verse 12 says, therefore. So obviously mm-hmm. he made some statements in 1 to 11 right. that we need to keep in mind that mm-hmm. they are also going to be the basis for kind mm-hmm. of why he's saying the statements here that we see in 12 to 18. Right. Right. Um, and so he, um, and we can sort of, if you want us to add in a little bit, because we, we did do a little bit of study. Oh, okay. Before good, good, good. We, okay. Before so, we came. Okay. But, perfect. Yes. So, yes. Yes. So we have that context, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. which is one to 11. And yes. so now we get the, therefore my beloved. So now we want to know mm-hmm. what's the claim? Like, what is the point that he, Paul is trying to prove? in 12 to 18. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes the claim is going to be stated as, I mean, they're going to tell us directly what that claim is. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's an, it's an imperative. Okay. Mm-hmm. So where would you say the claim is in uh, this passage? We were saying verse 14 and 15 do everything without grumbling yes. and arguing so that you may be blameless, pure children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverse okay. generation, among whom you shine like stars in the world mm-hmm. by holding firm to the word of life. Mm-hmm. Do all things without grumbling or disputing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what he wants us to do. He's mm-hmm. trying to prove to us. Right, that- because it's a, you were talking about, it's, it's like a command, right? Like, so there's this active this imperative. do. Right. He's asking them to do something. Okay. And then what would you say would be, is informing his, um, his thinking about that? Like why, why would he be telling them that? What is his? So this is what cued me off and feel free to school us. Okay. Cause we here to, we here to, <laughs> to be schooled. Um, but in 15, it says, so that, right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, well, there's a reason behind why he's telling us to do mm-hmm. to do this. Yes. Right. It's for a purpose. It's for, for a purpose. Yes. And the so that tips us off to, okay, what comes after that is the reason, the purpose behind mm-hmm. the command. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another way to think about that is, and I did not put this in literarily, so you're getting a little bonus. bonus. <laughs> Oftentimes in the epistles, um, the reason why you see that statement and then you see the so that. So the first part, do all things without grumbling or disputing, that's mm-hmm. called an independent clause. There's a grammar word, right? Mm-hmm. It stands alone. Do all things without grumbling or disputing. It's mm-hmm. independent. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then you got that so that you may be blameless and innocent children of God 
Well, that's a dependent clause because mm-hmm. you can only make that statement if you have said something prior. Right. Mm-hmm. It only makes mm-hmm. sense attached to something, to else. something else. Something else, right? Exactly. Um, so, so in that sense, then yes, you can say, "Hey, the main thing, the independent clause, do all things. Why? So that you may be blameless and innocent um, children of God without blemish, etc., etc." Et so, what are some other kind of um, exhortations or or proofs that are helping us to see that point. The point of uh, being blameless and innocent children of God. I think uh, the component of holding fast to the word of life Mm -hmm. so that in the day of Christ, I may be proud, right? That whole sentence right there that I did not run in vain or Mm -hmm. labor in vain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have the beginning independent clause, do all things without grumbling or disputing. Mm -hmm. That's our And then the reason is so that we may Mm -hmm. be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Mm -hmm. And then he's saying you are among among whom you shine as lights in the world. Mm -hmm. So one of the reasons why we want to do stuff without grumbling is complaint and complaining. Mm -hmm. Because we know that the world is crooked and twisted and we Mm -hmm. want to shine as lights Mm -hmm. in that world. And we don't mm-hmm. shine as lights when we crumble mm-hmm. and complain, right? Yeah. We want to hold fast to the word of life. Yeah. So that in the day of Christ, mm-hmm. I may be proud that I did not run in vain mm-hmm. or labor in vain. And so mm-hmm. this doing all things without grumbling and, com- and complaining, we're, we're doing that so that we might be blameless. We're doing that so that we might shine as light. Mm-hmm. We're doing that so that we might hold fast to the word of, of, of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that we know that our labor, that our work in the Lord mm-hmm. is, not, is not in vain. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of shifts a little bit in 17. Even if I'm to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, you're like, that dude, I'm like, I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You just like, how do we get over here? <laughs> Why do we get over here? Yeah. But he says, he says, what what is that? What do we start with in 14? Do all things without growing complaining? Mm-hmm. Even if I am mm-hmm. poured out as a drink offering, mm-hmm. a sacrificial offering of your faith, mm-hmm. am I gonna grumble and complain? No. What mm-hmm. am I going to do? I am mm-hmm. glad, glad and rejoice. Conclusion, likewise. You, you also be glad and rejoice with mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it don't grumble and complain. Right. Be glad and rejoice in all things, even right. if you are poured out as a drink offering. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. We want to shine as lights. We want to be blameless and innocent in a crooked generation. We want to mm-hmm. hold fast to the word of yeah. God. Yeah. We want our labor to not be in vain. Yeah. And so we're not trying to earn points with people mm-hmm. and saying, we're good because you don't hear me grumbling and complaining. Yeah. We want to be bold witnesses mm-hmm. in, in the way that we walk in the world, mm-hmm. in the way we walk among a twisted generation that mm-hmm. is full of people grumbling and complaining. And yeah. we can already say in the Christian world that we need this word. Yeah. We need this word because of Twitter, because of Instagram. Right, because of Facebook, right. That's so right. All those places where you see Christians doing what? Right. Grumbling. grumbling. Right. right maligning our witness because yeah. the word says they will know that yeah. uh, you that you are mine because mm-hmm. of your love that you have for one another right so if we're not showing love for one another we're 
we're maligning our the witness that we're supposed to have in the world. Okay, yeah. that that's you know, it. That's it right there. Yeah. But we're moving into the realm of application, right? Yeah. Why is this important for us today? Yeah. And even so, when Toshiba and I were studying, even before we jumped into that, um, I think one tool that we have gleaned from your work and that's that's helpful mm-hmm. is saying, okay, well, what is how can we identify the main things? Well, some of those, we know that we're sort of on track if it uh, echoes what else is in the word, right? right? And so we think when we were looking at this passage, we were looking at even that, that, uh, yeah, where, where it says blameless and yeah, uh, without, without blemish, right? Mm-hmm. We can go back to uh, scripture in Old Testament that talks about the sacrifice that is without yeah. blemish, mm-hmm. you know, and then um, this phrase crooked and twisted generation, he makes reference to that um, in Old Testament scripture. And as the well. command that, or, and sort of this exhortation that we would shine like stars in the world. Well, we yeah. know yeah. that Jesus and Matthew said that you are the, the light, light of, of the world. Yeah. Yes. 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 So, exactly. yeah. so yeah, there's yeah, yeah. these like echoes right in other places that give us this big cohesive picture. Yes. Yeah. Um, As almost sort of like, uh, it's almost sort of like checking, I don't want to say checking your work, but it's like checking your reading as well to mm-hmm. sort of see like, am I, am I processing this, yeah. you know? Right, mm-hmm. right. And another thing to really remember is that in a letter, it's just like if you write a letter, you know, you sit down and read the whole letter. You don't read part of the letter and then another, right. you know, generally you're just going to read the whole letter. So another thing is like, there's often argument within an argument. Like there's an overarching argument mm-hmm. or point that the author is making. Mm-hmm. And so in a sense, all of what's in between are kind of elements of that. Mm-hmm. But you see them kind of making these mini arguments within. Yeah. So even if we wanted to, we could go back to 12 and we're like, oh no, wait, that says, therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed, not only is in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Now we have more content. Now we have something else to Mm -hmm. kind of anchor what we just talked about in 14 Mm -hmm. to 18. Yeah. See now this prior yeah. here, this prior imperative, and now how does that inform the rest of what mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. And so really, what, yeah, what you're saying is all of it builds on itself yeah, because exactly. even with yeah. the therefore, right, we yep. have... Now we got to go back. We got to stack. Go back. Yeah, it's go like back. stacking books almost. Yeah. Like. And um, in the epistles chapter, what's really helpful is that you point us to um, that in the beginning of a letter is often a lot of theology, yeah. right? like a lot of... Okay being an identity mm-hmm. base, rooting your identity in Christ and the work, the completed work of Christ. And so the that, second half. Right, right. So that the second half that is there's these imperatives and these commands How are coming out of that. Is. Right. Yeah. They're coming out of your identity in Christ as a beloved child, yeah. right? As he says, right. my beloved children. Yeah. And out of the completed work of Jesus. Jesus right. right. Not right. of our own. Having the mind of Christ, right? Which That's he right. says in the verses before, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. it all builds, which is which makes sense if you're talking about that this is this is sort of an argument. This is a this is a, a proposition to these people, mm-hmm. right? It's building Claims. he's building yeah. a case and building a, yeah. a worthy claim for them, yeah. for his audience. That's right. Yeah. And so, I mean, y'all basically kind of went through the chapter, but yeah, that's it. Like you want to look for connections to other mm-hmm. places. You want to yeah. look for um, basic kind of, mm-hmm. you know, grammar, grammatical kinds of things like right. the therefores and the so that's and the mm-hmm. buts and becauses and those right. kinds of things. Yeah. And you want to also kind of keep in mind, like um, 
what you're saying, is he giving me a, a truth, a theological truth, or is he kind of exhorting me in some way? Mm-hmm. And what is that information kind of rooted in, right? Mm-hmm. So you even see in Philippians, the be- I would say maybe starting in the second half of chapter two, the part we just read, yeah. one and two, the first half of two are primarily what you were saying, kind of the laying down the, the theological. theological. Mm-hmm. And then you get in the end of chapter two and on into three and beyond more of the um, kind of imperatives. And it's not mm-hmm. that it's only that, but you'll, you'll, you'll clearly see shit. Yeah. Yeah. In, right. uh, in epistles. And then, Another really key thing to look for, especially mm-hmm. a lot of Paul's writings, they're long run-on sentences. So pay attention to mm-hmm. where the sentence starts and where it ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of like, so that, therefore, for, mm-hmm. because. Yes. And you're like, where's the end of the sentence? And then yeah. Like, yeah. You get lost in the sauce. Yeah. 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 So to that and then follow those. Uh, those connecting words, those mm-hmm. and that and all of those. And then finally, I think that you want to uh, pay attention to in certain epistles, sometimes there's an issue that has come up that the writer is responding to, mm-hmm. like Corinthians, right. like Romans, like you want to pay attention, like, or Galatians, like, mm-hmm. is there, has there something, was, is there something that has happened mm-hmm. that where there's an occasion for this letter and the author is responding to it. And then yeah. that's going to give you a hint of the overarching argument of the book. And so you can follow it a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can follow a little mm-hmm. bit better when you understand that. Mm-hmm. But y'all, yeah. the text that's is good. going to tell you that. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, I, some of y'all saying da 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 da. That's this right. Is mm-hmm. the day, you know, going to explain. Yeah. Right. So let the text do the work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you follow what the text is saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I think that helps us, too, with application as we move to that, because you are uh, guarded against over applying. Right. Like yeah. this is the context. This is the issue. Mm-hmm. If I'm talking about something way over here that doesn't match. Well, let me be cautious about right. how I make those connections. Let me be wise and prayerful, as you said, yeah. about how we make that connection yeah. for applying. And so as we kind of look at that, like, okay, so we camped out in this passage of Philippians. What do we, how do we sort of walk out these principles that we gleaned for our lives and how do we look to Christ in that? Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I, I think, and y'all can chime in too, mm-hmm. but I think in, um, Anywhere we are in scripture, you want to understand what would the original audience have understood mm-hmm. from this passage. Mm-hmm. And their takeaway is our takeaway, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to bring it forward to our day, but we can't get a different meaning from the text right. than that right. they would have gotten from the text. Mm-hmm. And so if we're taking away from this that grumbling and complaining, um, does not help us uh, to be that blameless, adorned mm-hmm. light. Light, right. Mm-hmm. Then therefore, what is that telling me? That's mm-hmm. telling me grumbling, complaining is not just a little thing that I do, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm not happy about something or someone, mm-hmm. that really it is speaking to my witness in the world. Mm-hmm. Now I have to apply. I have to evaluate myself and say, mm-hmm. how am I living in the world? Mm-hmm. How am I interacting with my children? Mm-hmm. How am I interacting with people? I know, that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving. And in some days I'm like, I was poured out as a drink yeah. offering God. I know, right? <laughs> Take these kids to bed in Jesus' name. Exactly, right? Right. 
I mean, think about those words. Even if I am poured out, poured out. offering mm-hmm. upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, like if I am offered up, yeah, <laughs> right, then my response isn't going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but gladness and rejoicing. Gladness yes. Now, how do you do that when somebody mm-hmm. is coming at you? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you do that? It doesn't say rejoice in evil. Mm-hmm. It, it, what it's actually saying is rejoicing in that mm-hmm. you have been, um, you are being used by God yeah. to mm-hmm. that light and to speak light. A difficult situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I think it's it for me, it definitely, like we said, it can it has to connect to what came before the theological yeah. foundation of yeah. it, because the mind of Christ is talked about in Philippians yes. in the beginning yes. of it. That humility and considering Christ, yep. who poured out His life, mm-hmm. then right. is what right. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do we do that? Well. I got to remember Christ and yeah, he right. did it perfectly and completely yeah. for me. And this That's, word is repeated over and over again, right before that, which is right. this humility. So humility yes. and humbled himself. Those are yes. connection points for it. And it's like, not yeah. only the fact that he did it, he completed it. For yeah, me, yeah, yeah. But now being invited into it's that too. is mm-hmm. a joy because it can be a joy, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm being invited into my savior's work. I'm being invited That's into right. walking yeah in the way that my well, Savior was. And it's also connecting it you to the text too because mm-hmm. it's affirming that you are holding to the word of life. Right. Who is that your life? Part. Christ That's is part. your life. Yeah. Yes. And go back to verse 13 mm-hmm. because it's not you doing the work. It yeah. is God who is working in, in, in you. Yes. And to work for his good pleasure. Because sometimes yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> and if it's left up to me to want to, mm-hmm. it ain't gonna happen. That's it. It's gotta be God who gives me the want to. Mm-hmm. The will. He gives me the will, the desire yes. Yes. Um, to do the work for his mm-hmm. pleasure, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so we even go back to that and say, it's not my work, right? Yeah, yeah. Christ, and Christ is the example. We've seen that in the beginning yes. part of, of chapter two. Yeah. And so we live, we work, we move, we have our being. That's right. In light of who Jesus is and what's right, done. Mm-hmm. we can't yeah. be perfectly humble, but we have to rely on mm-hmm. the finished work of Christ and His humility as our example, yeah. though imperfect. Um, but we follow in Christ's example in that, and then we mm-hmm. trust Him to work mm-hmm. in us. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's Amen. the joy. I think that that yeah. is that's where we can land. We can be glad and rejoice, rejoice. because mm-hmm. not only did He finish the work. But now he's in us doing the work, doing the work. It's not even like, you know, Mm -hmm. we we follow him, but we follow him as he is in us propelling us forward. So Mm -hmm. it is such a, and I'm so glad. And I think that this is where Paul lands like Mm -hmm. with us in this passage is we can be glad and rejoice. Yeah. Um, he has not left us alone. He yeah. is with God is with us mm-hmm. through Jesus and God in us is propelling us forward towards this light and life in us that prevents us from grumbling and complaining, that compels us towards mm-hmm. holding on to the word of life and mm-hmm. that propels us forward towards a light of life. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you think too that um in this, you know, when you people think about Philippians and they're like, oh, it's the it's a book about joy and rejoicing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you have to think like, 
if anyone had reason to complain, to grumble, right? Like, we think we deserve stuff, right? You know, like, we, we was in prison. We was in prison because we think we deserve stuff. I shouldn't be treated this way, and I should. Yes. Be he didn't say. He said, even if I'm pouring out like a drink, I like drink this is offering. I am. I a sacrificial. Sacri- <laughs> yes. 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 That's where the Old Testament comes in too. Yeah. Yeah, but when do we say that? We don't say I'm grumbling and complaining and you know what, the, the position I'm in, I know that I'm in this position yes. you know, because of my faith in Christ. We're just like, Lord, get me out of this. Like, I, this is not for me. <laughs> like, That's it. That's but it. He, if anyone had reason to grumble and complain, he would have faults. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, even in the midst of that, mm-hmm. you know, like we see the example, we see... You know how um, in other, um, uh, the pastor says, you know, follow my example as I follow yeah. the example of Christ. I, I think we see that here. Mm-hmm. We see all following the example of Christ and his mm-hmm. humility. Mm-hmm. And then we we can we can model that, right? Like yeah. we can model the example as he's following the example of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. he even tells us where where he gets that from. Like how yes. is he to be so humble and, and rejoice? It's because... He knows who Christ is. Yes. He knows what Christ has done. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's how he lives his life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good, good stuff. Ladies, good stuff. we have feasted today. <laughs> yes. And I'm so glad. Thank you so much, Christy, for Thank joining you. us. Y'all yes. amazing. I wish you could have Bible study all the time. Yes. Oh, look, I look. Yes. I know Leah and I were saying, we said, man, we have got to get Sister Christy to Cleveland to, to, to do a whole like workshop oh, for man, women in the so city. Fun. So we're going to try to figure yeah. that out. We're going to find a way to make that happen. Oh, I would love that. Yes. Yes. Well, let me pray for us and um yeah father thank you so much for today thank you for sister christy and thank you for your word thank you that your word is living and active thank you that it is uh, sharper than any two-edged sword thank you that it goes and it cuts and is able to discern father um, even in our very beings and thank you that your word is life it is life And thank you, uh, Father, for your presence in this time to study your word. We pray that you would bless Sister Christy, bless her endeavors as she seeks to um, not just equip women, but equip believers uh, to be uh, rooted, built up, and established in the faith. And Father, we pray that that, uh, we would uh, continue to cultivate, uh, help us by your spirit, because it is you that uh, wills and to works in us for your good pleasure. And so, Father, we pray that today, and we bless your name in all things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have a blessed Thank day, ladies. Thank you so much, ladies. This was fun.